Corporate to Calm podcast. In 2017, I realized my personal life was completely at odds with my professional life. I am now on a journey to speak with entrepreneurs, community leaders, and beyond to discover what motivated them to make the change, what motivated them to move from corporate to calm. Hey there, you are very welcome to the latest episode of Corporate to Calm. Today I'm speaking with Sarah Naylor from the Sarah Naylor Academy. Her journey is amazing and her transformation over the past year especially has been something to be really admired. I feel that Sarah is on the cusp of something brilliant and I'm delighted to speak with her today about her journey from corporate to GAM. Hi Sarah, how are you? Hi Linda, how are you getting on? I'm not too bad, I'm not too bad. Please introduce yourself and maybe tell us a little bit about the Sarah Naylor Academy. All right. I'm Sarah Naylor. I am an image and style consultant. I'm 16 years in the business. Um, Sarah Naylor Academy is basically my new baby. I have always been angel hair and makeup or prior to that, I was mobile makeup by Sarah. But uh, yeah, Sarah Naylor Academy is formed because I just think that I have a little bit more to offer now than just doing people's hair and makeup and telling them about how to look after their skincare. So that's how uh, the academy came about. I actually teach in Irish schools and colleges. So um, the academy comes is because of the fact that I've been teaching for so many, so many years and I've just got so many things to offer and so many things that I want to teach people. And so life before um, the Sarah Naylor Academy or Mobile by Sarah or so how, where did you start? What, what, what took you on this road? I am the, uh, the fruit of a single entrepreneur woman so she had a restaurant in in town a 24-hour greasy spoon and it was jam jam packed every night of the week and I used to work there and when I worked there I uh, I did everything I sold everything I sold perfumes jeans off the back of lorries that kind of thing like it was a bit crazy <laughs> um, but I always wanted to get out of it I always wanted to go and work in an office because I never wanted to work in a restaurant ever again I never wanted to work unsociable hours ever again and so when I finished college, I got a job teaching people how to use computers. But my mom, Barbara is her name. She never let me leave the restaurant, like never. I still, still had to work, work there. <laughs> still had to work there in the mornings before I went to my other job. I still had to work there every evening after I came back and I still had to work there every weekend. So I ran away to Australia and I got a job as a, a marketing um, executive over in a big tech company over there. And I was mad in love with this job. I really loved it. And I never wanted to come home, but um, unfortunately, we came home for a, a, a wedding, a, friend, a friend's wedding, and we never, we never actually went back to Australia. Um, I was with, with a boy at the time, so we came back with the intentions of going back to Australia to live happily ever after, and I was going to be a marketing coordinator forevermore. But sure, that never, that never uh, came to fruition. I got a job over here. I went and tempt as an office manager and uh, the rest they say is history. I stayed as an office manager for 11 years. In the really? Same yeah, yeah. So stayed in that same place. I met my husband there. And um, yeah, <laughs> uh, so after after meeting John, there was no way I was leaving yeah. the, the office manager role because I used to see him by being at work. And so yeah. then everything just revolved around each other and then um after I all my friends were hairdressers and nail technicians and beauticians and stuff so 
I would always be out with them and we'd have a great time. And I just loved their lifestyle. So in about 2005, I decided I wanted to do something to earn more money at the weekends. And I went and did a makeup course with Makeup Forever. And then from there, I met a girl. Her name is Olivia, actually. She owns the salon down in Tullamore. And Olivia told me that she had this jar of money on her bedroom windowsill. And I always had a thousand pound in it at the time. I think it was, I'm not sure it was a pound or euros. And she said it never went below that. And I was like, how did you do that now, Olivia? And she was like, well, I do tan, I do nails, I do makeup, and I do all these other bits. And she was constantly learning as she went along because she was an office manager as well. So we kind of really gelled. And um, when I learned from her that she was able to do all these like short courses and then continue to work on the side, I was like, I'm going to do that. So I went on next and did a nail course and a tan course. And my friend, my best friend at the time was a hairdresser. So she used to recommend me to all of her clients. And so I was working in the evenings and the weekends doing makeup for weddings and doing people's nails and doing their tan. And did you, and was that, like, that was what you wanted? Like, you you, you didn't mind working the unsociable hours or anything like that? Yeah, like, or? I was always money hungry. Always wanted extra money. Like, I I was, like, I, know, I don't sound really um, oh, bad here, but, like, I always liked the finer things. Like, yeah. I was driving around in the first Peugeot convertible when they arrived to Ireland. I had my name on the wait list. I was the one that was driving around in that car. It cost me 500 euros a month to pay for it. Then my insurance was another 500 euros a month. Like literally all my money was going on buying. And I would literally be going into Morgan every second week getting new dresses or like I liked to spend money. So I needed yeah. lots of money. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and so before I had kids. <laughs> so so that was that was the motivation at the time was was yeah. fine the finer things and finer enjoying things. life keeping club m in in uh, stock and annabelle's like literally i would spend 280 euros on a night out with the girls it was crazy not think uh, and uh, but i always had all my bills paid always had all my bills paid but it was just ridiculous like and but good fun oh yeah god yeah absolutely <laughs> <laughs> Like for me, you're an inspiration on social media. You're so consistent. Um, I feel like you're talking to me some of the time. Uh, was that always the case or like, t- tell me about that. No, I was absolutely terrible with social media. I uh, My business primarily was weddings. So I did a lot of weddings and I did a lot of uh, um, makeup for television. So I would go and I would do um, so the, the GAA. So I go and do all the men's makeup and all their hair for their panelists or the sports person of the year awards, all those kind of things. I would do all the hair and makeup for that. I did it for uh, Miss Ireland a few times and different fashion shows and different magazines. And I was always really busy. So I was always like seven days a week running from one job to another. And I never had time for social media. I never had time to actually put any effort into it. And people would say to me, have you got photographs of your previous work? And I'd go, "Uh, nope. I'd have to actually go back and email the people after the fact and say, is there any possibility that you'd send me some of your professional photographs um, so that I can pass on to future clients? And I would do like little lookbooks and I never put it up on social media because it was their private photographs. 
mm-hmm. and they'd never given me the permission. Well, not that I, I never asked for the permission to put it up on social media. So the only time I would be able to put it up is if they had specifically said I could or if a magazine had credited me for the work, if I did TFP, so it was time for a print uh, where you actually didn't get paid to do the job, but you got your name in the magazine or you got mm-hmm. your, your pictures and stuff in the magazine. So that was the only time that I really would be able to put the stuff up on social media. So I wasn't good at social media at all. And it wasn't until lockdown 2020 that I did start to try and make an effort to pivot my business online mm-hmm. and to, and in order to do that, I needed to be seen online. So literally went from having no presence online. I think I had 400 followers to I had, I now have collectively 25,000 mm-hmm. across the different, um, the different platforms, but like that, it, it was, it was a hard slog and it is showing up every single day and trying to deliver your message and trying to figure out what your message is, is that, that you want to deliver. That's the hard one because like you were saying that sometimes you feel like I'm talking to you. Sometimes I feel like I'm talking to a big empty sea. Yeah. And every now and again, somebody pops up their head and they go, hello, I'm here. And then I go, oh, there we go. And then I'll hone in on, on Linda, you know, and I try to deliver to Linda. But it, it is really, really difficult. Um, would you have any tips or motivation for staying consistent because you know sometimes people might go oh my god you said I'm talking into the void what puts you beyond that what motivates you to stay there it's every now and again you get a message I got a message the other day off a lady I don't know her from Adam and she just sent me a message into my inbox and she was like I just wanted to say a massive thank you for everything that you do all the tips that you give are absolutely amazing and uh, just to to let you know that you're doing really well and I get those regularly but I never uh, what happened was I'd be walking to the shops and I'd meet someone that I hadn't seen in ages and they'd go oh my god you're all over social media you must be doing really well and I go uh might look like that but <laughs> <laughs> And they go, oh, I love your videos. And I go, oh, really, do you? And so that's, yeah, when they, they start saying things like that to you, you go, oh, go, I must be doing something right. But it, it is, it, and it and like your family and your friends think you're absolutely bananas. Yeah. And they, they say to you all the time, oh, my God, all I see is you on social media. Or like my son reports me on Instagram if I put up a photograph of him. He's like, I'm getting your account banned. And I'm like, okay, that's my business account. You need to calm down. He'd go, well, just don't put my photograph up on social media. Okay, I won't do that. But like, I do have friends that would say, oh my God, I'm sick of seeing you on social media. And I'd say, well, you need to not follow me anymore. You need to unfollow me because if I'm annoying you, you're not my ideal customer. And that's the message, isn't it? Yeah. Block me. I don't get it. Unfollow me. It doesn't bother me anymore. I used to be worried about what I posted and what people would think about me and uh, was I annoying but the more of the business courses and the sales courses that I'm doing they're saying you won't annoy the people that really want to see you yeah they are there to see you and you're helping them so the people that you are annoying they're not your ideal customer so you don't want to show up for them anyway so tell them to unfollow you and they will unfollow you anyway so just don't take it personally yeah that's great advice really in fairness um Tell me about your lockdown journey, because we've spoken about your, 
I suppose we've spoken about your move into angel hair and makeup from being an office man- manager, but there has been like a pivotal move in the last year for you um, creating the Sarah Naylor Academy. So talk to me about the last year. Yeah. So up until like it was the 12th of March last year, I, I teach in some colleges. Uh, I teach hairdressing and beauty therapy and I, I mainly teach in disadvantaged areas. So I would, and I only have a four hour contract with the ETB. So the ETB is the Education Training Board, which used to be the Department of Education. And it's really hard to get a a contract with them. So mm-hmm. I literally would have a number of jobs that I would go to. So number of schools that I would go to, but it was always on um, a casual basis. So I have one uh, four hour contract. And on the 12th of March, when lockdown happened, that's all I had. I only had that four hour contract. So there was no other way of me getting money in. I had I had a whole year, maybe nearly two years of weddings and a couple of films in, in the middle of it, all ahead of me, all booked in, all deposits paid. Some had paid me up in, in full. And then next of all, it was getting postponed, 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 cancelled. Mm-hmm. Okay, now can I have my money back? And I was going, uh, I actually don't have the money to give you back now. Yeah. It was gone out of my bank account. I'd spent on, and in fairness, this time it wasn't on fast cars. It was just on paying a mortgage and, and feeding kids. Like, But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I didn't have the money to pay them. So I was thinking, how am I going to, how am I going to make money? Number one, how am I going to get out of bed in the mornings? Number two, uh, because I needed something to focus on other than another lockdown. Yeah. So I just started educating myself. I um I did every course known to man. Um I I met you on the course. <laughs> <laughs> and I've continued to learn every single day. I do believe that education is power and I've tried to everything that I've learned, I've tried to give back. So I tried to teach it out to other people in a way that they can understand. Um I I still do my teaching and I, I did try because of the areas that I teach and because they're disadvantaged they don't have the access to wi-fi that we have yeah don't have access to 4g um and so sometimes they turn up sometimes they don't turn up sometimes they turn up when they haven't got the cameras on because you don't know what's going on in in the background of their houses so it's really really difficult to get them to engage all the time so those casual contracts just one by one dried up because the the students weren't engaging. Yeah. So I really needed to come up with a different way. So I wrote a book to try and teach people how to look after their hair and makeup and their skincare from a home um, and start selling that. And then um, started trying to sell my videos and my masterclasses, teaching people how to look good and feel good. Now, what does the term makeup artist or hairstylist mean to you? I just think that we are psychologists, therapists, best friends, and we are the people that can help people to look good and feel good. And it might not be a full face of makeup. It might just be teaching them how to look after their skin for themselves. It might be blow drying their hair in a certain way so that they they can cover the greys. But I do think that people's outlets have been completely taken away from them with the salons closed Mm -hmm. like right from mary down the road the 97 year old that would walk down and get her blow dry on a friday that interaction that special bond that she has with her stylist was taken away from her like 
And I think what people don't realize is when you go and you sit in the salon chair, whether it's your, your hairdresser or your beautician or whatever, and you're talking to them, they don't know anything about you. They don't know your family. They don't know all the other bits. So they just take you at face value for who you are. For so for those few minutes, you can just be you. You could just be Linda in front of Sarah having a conversation and getting your hair done and being made to feel good and look good at the same time. So I think that special connection is what's missing. And I think that that's what we offer. What are your top three styling tips? So getting down to the nitty gritty of it. Okay, hairbands. You need a hairband, especially (laughs) when you can't get your colour done. (laughs) Hairbands, my best friends. Um, uh, my next my skincare absolutely 100% don't go to bed without taking your makeup off and I know like I, I I'm a, a massive preacher of this and sometimes I forget especially when you've got a few drinks on you but it's so important because your skin needs time to regenerate and at night time it's when all of the cells in your body regenerate so you need to allow it to have as much room to breathe as possible. So removing that makeup, removing the mascara and giving it a little bit of extra hydration for when you sleep is number one. And drink water. Drink as much water as you can. Linda, I I get that one from you. But honestly, (laughs) it makes a massive difference because when I don't drink water, I feel really tired. Hmm. And I think it does. It makes a massive difference keeping yourself hydrated. And it shows in your skin and your nails when you do as well. Oh, I love that. I love that. Um, the big thing I can see is that from what we've talked about already is that your determination and your personality always shines through. What advice would you give to somebody who is thinking about throwing in the towel? Like who's thinking about, because you've mentioned there, like you needed motivation to get up out of bed. You needed motivation. Yeah, don't, don't, absolutely don't. You're so important in the world. Everybody has such a vital role to play in the world. And I think finding something that you really care about and something that you're really passionate about, you'll never work a day in your life. I think you put up a post there saying when you when you find something that you're passionate about, Mondays will never be a problem anymore. And Mm -hmm. it's so true because when you like when you have something to focus your attention on that makes you feel good and makes you feel valuable in the world, you really will not have a problem getting up on a Monday. You'll want to do it 24-7 and it won't feel like work. And it doesn't feel like work to me. It feels like every day feels like a roller coaster because you obviously have your highs and your lows and your ups and downs and your twists around. And, but when I don't have it, I I really do doubt myself. So when I don't have something to focus on and, and something to put all my energy into, I do start to doubt myself. And I do go to people like you and Maureen and, and all our tribe and, and refill myself back up with the, the, the power that I need to carry on. So I do think that by surrounding yourself with people that are on a similar journey to you, it doesn't necessarily, don't necessarily have to be a, a, a hair, a hair or a makeup artist or a teacher or whatever it is that you actually do, but on a similar journey to you so that they, they have a passion about whatever it is that they're doing. So when you talk to them, you get ignited by their passion and they get ignited by yours. And then you can keep each other going and spur each other on, especially for those days when you, the mind monkeys do kick in. And is there any other, so surrounding yourself with like-minded people, have you any other um, ways that you look after your own mental health? Uh, I do Pilates with Linda five times a week. <laughs> and then when and the days that I can't do it, I don't, I refuse to allow myself to feel guilty. 
<laughs> which is really important. Yeah, I know it is. It, that's really hard. Um, ta- I do meditate every morning. So I listen to a, a 15 minute guided meditation every morning before I get out of bed. And I journal every night. Um, well, I actually journal in the day and the nighttime. So I, I focus on the stuff that I'm grateful for. And it, it like yesterday, it was because it was raining and I didn't have to go for that long walk. Um, today it's because the sun is shining and the, the leaves are on the tree um, and it can be something as small as that or it can be the the ability to, to get out of bed in the morning so you can be grateful for that you can be grateful for the kids going to school and having an hour to yourself or whatever the case <laughs> may be but I'm always grateful I'm always grateful for the small things and the big things and celebrate the small wins because if you don't you forget them and what seemed really big today, tomorrow doesn't seem as big anymore unless you've turned around and actually said, oh my God, I really did that. And I'm so proud of myself for doing that. That's one thing that I haven't got into is journaling, but you just love it. I never did it before lockdown. And um, I heard about this. It was the six minute diary and it's basically three minutes of reflection in the morning and three minutes in the evening. And it literally changed my life, Linda absolutely changed my life and again it's just about focusing in on what you're actually grateful for because you 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 wake up in the morning and you just go through the whole home drum of brushing your teeth and washing your face and brushing your hair and getting dressed and to actually take three minutes to say how grateful you are for like having the power in your legs or the the sun and the sky or whatever the case may be it's very powerful it really is and then in the evening time reflecting back on how the day went and what went well for you as opposed to what went bad for you so having the best good story instead of having the best bad story oh I like that having the oh, that I like that I'm going to take that away from from this because it's something I've been threatening to do but I mean when you put it down to six minutes yeah so achievable and it's yeah it's not a long time at all Um, your meditation that's something that you've been doing for a while now is that your self-care is there anything else that you do or you know but that your meditation is so important to you to set you up yeah again it's about being grateful for me and being happy with me and being happy for who I am and where I want to go and how I'm going to get there instead of I don't know as Irish people we kind of we begrudge other people and then we don't feel happy for them and we feel like why do they have it and I don't have it so I really want to concentrate on being happy for me and being grateful for me and achieving whatever it is that I want to achieve and worrying worrying about me first I've spent so many years putting everybody else ahead of me Mm -hmm. um I like they used to call me the Cin- Cinderella because <laughs> but I loved being in the drama I loved being Cinderella I loved giving out about having to do all the cleaning and all the cooking and everything that I had to do I loved giving out about it and now I don't give out about it anymore because I I'm now grateful that I get to empty the dishwasher and I'm a, that was a joke by the way um, <laughs> I, I was thinking <laughs> No, but I I do take time to uh, actually figure out me and who I am and how I want to live my life and be happy for me. Because if I'm not happy, nobody else is going to be happy around me. So when I am happy, everybody else is happy around me. And the difference in my family life since I've started figuring out who I am and what makes me happy is phenomenal. 
It sounds like the journey over the past year has just been amazing. We've talked about self-care, we've talked about your mental health, but as a, an entrepreneur, it's very hard to switch off from your business and being so caught up with social media and everything. Um, can you switch off and do you switch off? Very hard. It's extremely hard. I did try to do it this weekend. Social media is the scourge and the bane of everybody's life. <laughs> And it's a full-time job. And people that tell you that you can work from home and only put an error in on social media every day are liars. They're all liars <laughs> because it's not possible. It is, and it's all-consuming, and it is very, very hard, and it's very important to take a step back from it as much as you can and to put boundaries in place. And I am the queen of breaking all the boundaries and not having boundaries. But, um, yeah, having boundaries, and I think it was you said to me, if uh, to put the phone in a different room when you're going to bed at night time yeah and it really does work because when it's in the room with me I wake up during the night to check my phone yeah and that, that is that's the power of social media that it has on on us like it really does want you to interact with it all the time it's like the monster in 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 the scary movie like it's kind mm. of drawing you in all the time but yeah um I do I do try and keep the phone in a different room when I go to bed at night time I put it on do not disturb and I leave it on do not disturb until I've finished my whole morning routine so I'll get up I'll do my meditation I'll go and I'll look after my skin and then I'll look at my phone I think that's and, a great idea yeah it's it's it, otherwise it just it is all consuming Um, that's one way that I look after me and then I do try and take some time off the weekends that I really have to be present with my family. Um, so for instance, this weekend we had, uh, I have two stepsons, so they came over and we had uh, a barbecue and I spent time with them. And then on Friday evening, oh no, Saturday evening, um, myself and John sat down and we were having a cheese board and then our kids came in, which doesn't normally happen, and interacted <laughs> with us. And then we ended up having a disco and a bit of a laugh and fun together and I think that that's so important to be present. So in order for me to be fully present in, in that time, I had to put my phone away Yeah, because I think we're all guilty of picking up the phone and it might be just a glance. And I guarantee you that one time in that seven hours when you glance at the phone is when your family look at you, looking at your phone going, she's on her phone again. Yeah. You know, so yeah, putting it away and being present is very important. One other aspect then, I suppose, um, Previously, we could switch off because everything was kind of face to face and you'd walk away from it at the end of the day. Do you miss face to face? Like the big thing I, I imagine for you is you creating a look for a special occasion, for a wedding day, for, you know, somebody's big occasion in their life. Do you miss that? Yes, 100 percent. The yeah. buzz of being in a house on the morning of a wedding is incredible and you're getting you're being invited into somebody's really personal space and all of their family are there to support them and you are made to feel like part of their family on that morning it's such such a lovely lovely time to be with people and when they look in the mirror and they're so delighted the ego boost you get from that is like winning the lotto. Like it's absolutely amazing. It's brilliant. And the same way, like when I go and, and do film shoots and television shoots and stuff like that, the buzz of the day and the interacting with so many different people and getting to just 
geek out on what it is that you do like so yeah. you're there with people that understand everything that you do and the importance of everything that you do and so yeah you, that's that's brilliant but yeah I suppose the ego doesn't get rubbed as much when you're dealing with a, a television screen or a computer screen as it does when you're in person and you're dealing with people and I do miss I do miss the talks and the chats and I have people that would just book me for a chat like I would literally go and I'd be sitting there doing their nails and I'd be there supposed to be there for half an hour and two hours later I'd be still there drinking coffee and having the chats wow yeah and people that book me like literally on a Friday night just for me to go down and do their makeup and they literally would be going to the local pub that's brilliant yeah I miss that. I miss those people. Like I really, they, they would have been really a part of me and a part of angel hair and makeup. And like, they would have been what kept me going and kept angel hair and makeup going and, and made me feel important in the world. So yeah, I miss all them. You have definitely pushed yourself to be meeting other people. So all your courses and your television experience over the past few weeks. (laughs) Tell me about that. (sighs) Oh, Linda, 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 I've had, as I say, it's a roller coaster ride, right? So I never thought that I would get myself on television, but I had this little plan that I wanted to get in front. Listen, I really want to change the lives of young girls that either had to leave school early or had babies early and they've literally lost their way. So I want to talk to those girls and I want to get those girls working for themselves and earning money and being financially independent. So I thought a way of doing that would be to like get myself on, on television. So I literally scourged everybody that I knew I got I like I actually don't even know them I just went onto Twitter and in uh, LinkedIn and Instagram and started direct messaging them so I bagged myself a slot on the Elaine show last week I was like super super excited and so (laughs) proud of myself honestly my um my auntie rang me afterwards and uh we call her Hyacinth Bouquet and she says to me oh my god I wish you were my daughter (laughs) I was like, I love it. I've made it in the world now that my auntie wants me to be her daughter. So. <laughs> yeah, and I was really excited. And look, meeting all you guys has just been so transformable for me. Like I am I'm the girl from town who doesn't mince her words, who has a vocabulary that is uh, mixed in with all the coarse words under <laughs> this sun. And I've really had to, um, I've really had to learn. I've really had to understand how to deal with other people. And because normally when I go into a job, I am the kingpin. I go in, I say what happens and then I leave and that's it. I'm only answerable to me. So I've never had to like navigate different people's personalities for so long and, and not take it personally when people don't like you or you rub people up the wrong way and I've had to really learn how to communicate with people in a world where you can't just turn around and say, ah, oh, sure, I was only messing. Yes. Because it's virtual and they don't get the feeling from you that you were only messing. So this virtual world has been a massive learning curve for me on how I communicate with people and I'm enjoying it. I really am. Tell me something people don't know about you. Now, there's very little that people don't know about me because I have no boundaries. <laughs> like like me, Sarah, like me. <laughs> Everybody knows absolutely everything about me. What they don't know is that I'm working on it to keep the secret secret. <laughs> <laughs> 
I really have. There is nothing that people don't know about me. They know absolutely everything about me because I was the world's worst for having the world's most worst stories. <laughs> I was the drama queen. Everybody knew my business. And um, I'm starting to realize that people actually don't care. They don't care about your story. They don't care about your bad story. Uh, they do care about your good stories, though. So. Mm-hmm. All the stories that are going to be hearing from me going forward are all good and how successful I'm going to be and how I'm going to. My next uh, mission is to get myself in front of Joe Duffy. So that's on the cards for the next few weeks, hopefully. No, it will happen. I've no doubt that it will happen. I've no doubt that it will. Um, At Corporate Decam, we are about taking a risk and creating your own happiness. What advice would you give to someone who is about to jump off that cliff of career change? do it absolutely do it you will never ever ever regret it I was made redundant in 2009 and I made the decision to go back to college to learn hairdressing and beauty therapy full-time for two years and my my like Lauren was one and a bit at the time and uh it was the best it was the hardest thing to do because she was tiny in crash and Adam was in in crash as well and it was really hard. And then the, the following year, I was literally dropping them off to crash at seven o'clock in the morning and collecting them at six o'clock at night. Um, but I did it. And from there, I was able to go on and have the life that I've always dreamed of. So I get to choose what I do, when I do it and how I do it. And it's just the, it's the most amazing thing and it's the most freeing thing not to be answerable to anybody other than yourself. And if there was any advice that you would have liked to have received, what would it have been? Uh, surround yourself with like-minded people. Because your family don't get it. They don't get it. Your friends don't get it. And they don't, when you're waffling on about whatever it is that you're so passionate about, they can't see that because they don't feel what you feel. They don't have empathy for it. So, Again, surrounding yourself with people that are on a similar journey to you will make the journey so much easier and so much better because when you're not feeling it, they'll help you to feel it. They'll bring you back to where you need to be. Your most valuable um, item that goes on your face, what would that be? Oh, moisturizer. SPF. SPF. Yeah. My SPF is my moisturizer as well, but yeah, it's the, the only thing that I will not leave the house without because getting a bit older now the old <laughs> fine lines and wrinkles i want to keep them away for as long as possible so yeah spf there you go people spf moisturizer is there anything else that you'd like to share i just want everybody to be grateful and to be happy and to live their best life live up to their true potential and if that is making a routine in the morning that helps them get out of bed that's that's all it needs to be but if it's going for to take on the world, then go and do it and enjoy every second of it. And it will be a roller coaster. And you do need to fail, fail fast, fail forward and move on and just keep getting up and trying again. And our weekly roundup of uh, quick fire. I have a few. I don't like these because I don't. Sometimes I don't understand what the question is. I'm like, <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Well, I'll, you, you'll get these. You'll get these. Okay. Go. For, we'll go for it. We'll go for it. Okay. Go. Uh, hair or makeup? Hair. I'm very surprised at that. I am too. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook or Instagram? 
Oh, Facebook. Face to face or Zoom. Oh, face to face. A podcast or reading a book. Oh, podcast, hundred percent. A masterclass or a one-on-one client. Masterclass. Bubbles or bummers. Oh, bubbles. <laughs> cheese or crisps. Oh, cheese. <laughs> Um, the beach or the bar? Oh, beach bar. Oh, good, good call, good call. Uh, your Amaze box or your Sarah Naylor brushes? Oh, Sarah Naylor brushes. They're mine. <laughs> learning or teaching? Oh, learning. Fine dining or greasy spoon? <laughs> oh, greasy spoon all the way. Lasagna, chips and coleslaw. <laughs> And tell me, um, before we finish, where can people find you? SarahNaylorAcademy.ie or AngelHairMakeup.ie. There you or go. Or Instagram or Facebook or anywhere else on the social media world. There you go, folks. That's Sarah Naylor from the Sarah Naylor Academy. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Linda. Thank you for listening to the Corporate to Cam podcast. Please subscribe leave a nice review or simply come back and listen to us next time. I'm Linda Monaghan, motivating you to make that leap from corporate to calm. <laughs>